Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Ezra Hashem, let's get started. Today, Imseches Brachas Mem Zayin Amud Beis 47b. We're going to have four sections. We're going to finish what we left off with yesterday. Three of the last of the five chidushim, when you could make a zimun in the Mishnah. And then we'll move on to a section talking about the definition of an Ama Aretz. We'll have eight opinions as to what the definition is of an Ama Aretz. Um, the third section we'll deal with is going to be a topic of the five chidushim the other way, when you can't make a zimun. And then finally we'll finish off with scenarios that you can add a creative or irregular person for zimun or for ten people for a minion. We'll see. So let's begin the top of Memzayin with Beis, the two dots. So we spoke yesterday five cases in the Mishnah that you're not allowed, that you are allowed to make a zimun. Now we went through the first two chidushim. Now we're going to go to the last three. So the third case in the Mishnah was Maeser Sheni Vehektesh Aniftu. If one of the people ate Maeser Sheni or Hektesh, which was redeemed, he could join for a zimun. So he says Pshita. Of course he could join for a zimun. He ate something that's mutter. What's the issue? What happened is, if a person has his own Maeser Sheni or his own Dover, his own thing that he was Makdish, in order to redeem it, he has to give Karen V'chaymish, the principal value plus a fifth. If he only gave the principal value and not a fifth, this that's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is, is that even though L'Chathchili are supposed to pay the fifth as well, since the Karen is all that's necessary, L'Maysa for redemption, that food that he consumed was considered now Chulin, Deconsecrated, and therefore we could join for a zimun as well. Chayri still has to give the fifth, though. We said the fourth case of the Mishnah was where the Shamish consumed the Kezayis, he is allowed to join for zimun. That's the Chiddush. He ate a Kezayis. That's enough shear for zimun. You might say Shamish like Hava that the attendant is not established. He's going back and forth, giving food, going back to the kitchen, etc. So maybe he can't join. Kamash Malan that he could join. We said in the Mishnah, Kusi could be joined for a Zimun. Asks the Gemara, one second. Even if you say that Kusim are Gere MS and they're considered Jews, but Lechayr, we know that the Allah is a Mai, the Kusi should be considered at least an Ama Aretz. No better. The Tanya and the Brayse says, "Ein mizam the nalam aretz." You're not allowed to make a zim with ama aretz. You don't want to associate with them. Eating is something that brings people close. You're not allowed to make a zim with an ama aretz. How can you make a zim with a kusi? So it's two terutzim. Abai Omar bekusi chaver. Abai says we're talking about a kusi. He's a talmud chacham, so he's not an ama aretz. Maybe you can make a zim with him. Rava Omar afilotema bekusi ama aretz. Even if it's a kusi ama aretz, vahacha ba ama aretz derabon and depligialedra meiraskinon. But as we'll see, the second of the eight pshatim will bring momentarily. The rabbanon's opinion is in Mishnayos we talk about an ama aretz. They have a unique opinion when they argue on Rav Meir. Detanya, as the Brisa illustrates, ezo ama aretz. What is considered an ama aretz? So it used to be that the lofty people would even eat their chulin, their unconsecrated produce, in a state of tahara. That's Rameir's opinion. So an Ama'aret is someone who doesn't fulfill that level. 
argue, they say, and I'm to somebody who doesn't take off proper trumas and maestras. They do take off proper maestras. Because we know that regarding the kusim, whatever is written before us in the Torah, they're actually very careful about. Amar Mar, as it was taught, kol mitzvah any mitzvah that the kusim held on to, they kept. They're even more careful than regular Jewish people. So Mamela, the issue of Imazamuth and Amaritz is because they don't take off maestras according to the Rabbanan. Kusim do, and therefore that's not a problem. So now that we introduce this new topic of what's an Ama Aretz, we're going to give, on top of the last two pshatim, six more shitas in the following b'raisa as to what is the definition of a classic Ama Aretz in the Mishnayis and the Gemara. What is an Ama Aretz? says a person who does not read Kriyashma in the evening and the morning. Number four, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua is the fourth opinion. He says, Kol tefillin. It's a person who does not put on tefillin. Ben Azai, the fifth opinion, Kol If he does not have tzitzis in his garment. Rabbi Nasan, the sixth opinion, Kol al If he does not have mezuzah on his door entrance. Rabbi Nasan, Bar Yosef Omar, seventh opinion, Kol If he has children, he does not raise them to Talmud Torah, he doesn't teach, he doesn't send them to yeshiva, he doesn't allow them to learn Torah, that's the definition of an Ama Aretz. And eight, finally, Acherem Maimim, Acherem is the eighth opinion, Afilu Karavishan of Elishimish Talmidei Chachamim, even if he learned Chumish and Mishnah, but he did not serve Talmidei Chachamim, which Rashi says means he didn't learn the Svaras of the Gemara, the logic behind the Mishnayis and the Gemara that you learn from Rebbeim, Harez Ama Aretz, he is defined as an Ama Aretz. Amar of Huna, Mephuna says the Allah is actually like a cherem. So you can have a baki in Chumash and Mishnah, but he doesn't know Gemara and he's considered a Nama Aretz. It's very interesting to note that a lot of these definitions don't seem to be how we would use it in the colloquial. Ah, he's just an Nama Aretz. He doesn't put on tefillin. That's not necessarily, we use it to refer to an ignoramus. But the Gemara clearly defines an Nama Aretz as somebody who doesn't engage in certain behaviors. It's interesting to, to, to figure out exactly how the Gemara is qualifying that. The last one you can argue, fine, he doesn't know Gemara, so he doesn't know the reasons for things. He doesn't understand the amkus of things, the depth. But the others, Luchaira, you can argue, they're not necessarily totally on what he learns, but it's very interesting. Now the Gemara tells us a story as it relates to this last uh, definition. Rami Barchama, Azman Bartachlifa. Rami Barchama, who was one of the Amorayim, would not make a zimun with Rabinashia Bar Tachlifa. Because the Tani Sifra Vesifriva because he knew about Rabinashia Bar Tachlifa, that he learnt Sifra, which is the Medrashan Vayikra, Vesifri, Medrashan Bamidbar and Dvarim, Vihilchasa and Mishnayis, but he did not learn Gemara. So he held, he's an Amarts, I can't do a zimun with him. Rami Barchama ended up passing away. So Amar Rav, Rav said, The reason he died is because he wouldn't make a zimun with Ramanashia Bar Tachlifa. means he was wrong. He, made, he did something wrong. He should have done a zimun with Ramanashia Bar Tachlifa. But Acherim said that that's the definition if you don't learn Gemara. So Lechaira, he was right. We say, you're not going to make a zim with an Ama Aretz. So the Gemara answers, he made a mistake. 
Tutorutsim. Shani, Rabbanashia Bar Tachlifa, because really Rabbi Barchama had made a mistake. He did serve the, the Rabbanan, meaning he had learned from the Rabbanan how to learn Gemara. And he got the wrong story, so therefore he had made a mistake, and that's why he passed away, according to Rava. Um, one second. Yeah, Rami Barchama who right? Rami Barchama was not careful to get this, the truth, the full story of what exactly was the nature of this Rami Bar Tachlifa. Lishnachrin, an alternative explanation. Really, he had learned, as the Mefarshim explained here, the reasons of the Mishnayis from the Rabbanon, the Garis Lehu, and he reviewed them. So Kitzurv Merabbanon Dami, therefore he was treated like one of the young rabbis. So Rashi goes through, and the Mepharshim explain what it means is, it's true he hadn't learned Gemara with the reasonings of Shas, but he had learned Mishnayis with their reasonings. And that's sufficient already that he should have been treated like Tzorv Merabbanon, that you could make a Zimun. Since he made that mistake, he ended up passing away, as we explained. Now, moving on to the next section, the Gemara now talks about the contrast, the five chedushim when you're not allowed to make a zimun with people. So let's go through them. Number one, ochal tevel or meiser. We said if a person eats tevel or meiser, you can't make a zimun. Now, each of these we're going to ask a similar question, which is, or we'll see, you're not allowed to make a zimun in the scenario you had a machal that was osir, a prohibited consumption, because like we brought earlier, a pasuk says you're not allowed to bless Hashem if it's essentially a curse. It's speaking uh, negatively because you ate something prohibited. So the Gemara says, Tevel pshit, of course you can't do a zimun with the tevel. Tevel's totally osir to consume. So the Gemara says, It's talking about a scenario where it's not tevel dairaisa, it's tevel drabonan. Hey, what's the case? So the rule is, if you have a flower pot with a hole at the bottom, we look at it as nurture, uh, nutrition comes from the ground, and there's a chi of, of trumas and maestros, and that's tevel dairaisa. But if it's without a hole in the bottom, that's only chai midrabanan. So if you ate of that produce, tevel, which is only midrabanan, so you may have said, ah, it's only midrabanan, you can still do a zimun, kamash malan. No, even this is drabanan, you're not allowed to do a zimun with that. We said in the Mishnah, if he ate my serishan without taking off the truma. So the Gemara says again, Pshita, of course, if a Levi ate that, that's a prohibited thing to eat. What's the Chiddush in saying you can't make a Zimun? So the Gemara says, no, based on what we learned yesterday. The Chiddush is in a scenario where the, the owner, the farmer owner, had already smoothed out the pile, which made it Chayev and Truma Gedayla. The Levi came along before Truma Gedayla was taken off and took his Meiser from it. Now, the Chiddush is, you may have said, yesterday we learned, Rav Papa said to Abaye, you're expounding the Pasuk to mean that before it was smoothed out, when it's in the Shibolim, when it's in the ears, you don't, if the Levi would receive that, since Truma wasn't Chayav in it, yet all he has to take off is Truma's Meiser and not Truma. So he says, maybe the Pasuk even means after it's smoothed out, if the Levi accepted his Meiser Rishon, he wouldn't have to take off Truma. So you may have thought that's a good argument and the leniency goes so far. So Kamash Malan Kedeshanile. Kamash Malan, as he brought a second Pasuk and said, no, once it's been Midgan, it's already been made into grain, i.e. it's Chayav in Truma, that Levi would have to take off Truma. And if he didn't take off Truma Gedal, only took off Truma's Meiser, that would be a prohibited Achila that would not allow a Zimun. Meiser Sheni, we said Meiser Sheni and, and Hektish that was not redeemed. So he says again, Pshita, what's the Chiddush in that? It was redeemed, but not properly. What are the examples of this? Meiser Sheni, Kigayin Shepidoa, Gabayasimon. Meiser Sheni, for example, where he redeemed the Meiser Sheni produce onto a silver piece without a face. 
It's like a token, basically. Rachmana Amr, because the Pasuk says, Vitzarta kesef biyadecha. Bind the Meiser Sheni money in your hand. And the way we expound Vitzarta is, Kesef sheyesh alav tzura. It has to be a coin with a face on it, with an imprint. And if you don't have that, it's not a good pigeon. So therefore, the pigeon wasn't successful. And therefore, you're eating Meiser Sheni outside of Yerushalayim. That's a problem. Hektish, what is the case of Hektish that's not a good redemption? Shechil al-Gabe Karka, that instead of using money to redeem the Hektish, he redeemed it onto his property. And not with money. The Torah says, Had he redeemed Hektish onto something? Only when it's money, not onto property. Therefore, it's not effective, and the Achila was Asr, that's why he can't make a Zimun. Vashamish Achapachas Mikazais is the fourth example. We said if a Shamish, the attendant, didn't eat a Kazayas, the Gemara says, Pshita. Of course he can't join for a Zimun. He didn't eat a Kazayas. So the Gemara answers, this one, Enochinami, is not a Chiddush. I did Detana Reisha Kazayas, but since in the Reisha we said he could join if he eats a Kazayas, then a Seifa Pachas Mikazais. The contrast of that is the Seifa where he eats uh, less than a Kazayas. But that's not inherently a Chiddush. Final case, we said, a guy, you're not allowed to make use for a zimun. So the says, Pshita, of course, he's a guy. We're talking about a convert who already had Mila, but he hadn't gone to the mikveh yet. It's actually a machlaikis there. He's only a ger, says Rabbi Yechanan, if he gets Mila and he goes to the mikveh. As long as he hasn't gone to the mikveh, he is considered a guy. So such a person can't join for a zimun. Now the Mishnah said, moving on to the last point of the day here, the Mishnah had said, You cannot use a woman, Evid uh, Kenani, or children to join two other men for a Zimun. So Gemara says like this, Omer Rabbi, they, they change it to Rabbi Asi, Rashi's gear says, Omer Rabbi Asi, Rabbi Asi says like this, If you have a child who is in his cradle, so a little baby, he could be used to create a Zimun. So Gemara says, but we said in the Mishnah, you can't. So the Gemara answers, who? Rav Asi to Amr Kerbishua ben Levi. Holds like Kerbishua ben Levi. To Amr Kerbishua ben Levi. Even though we said a child in the crib cannot be used for the zimun of three people, he could be used as the extension or the joiner for. Ten people. So that's what Ravasi was referring to. You can't use a cut on a child like this for a zimun of three, but for a zimun of ten to invoke the name of Hashem, you could use that child. The shema, the, the godless of Hashem rests with ten people, even if one of them is a child. Now further examples like this. Shem Levi continues. If you have nine people and an Evid Kenani, Mitzdarfin, actually that joins, again, for Elikenu and the Zimun and for Dvarm Shabekidusha according to some Shittas. Mesa, they asked the Gemara Kasha, but the Brisa says a famous story. This is a story of Eliezer went into Shul. And he did not find ten people. So he freed his slave and he made a ten-person uh, minion. So says the Gemara, wait a second. That implies he wouldn't, have, he, he wouldn't have freed him. It wouldn't be sufficient. But Lachar, you just said an Evet can be the tenth man. And for the Gemara, tray it, it's Tarikha. What happened was they only had a minion of eight. 
Right? They were struggling. So what happened? They had eight people in shul. So they needed two more people. So what happened was he freed one, and then they used the other one as an eved to join for the tenth man. How could he free his eved kenani? We know that anyone who frees a slave transgresses a mitzvah. It says, It says, Forever they shall serve you. There's a isterase to free an eved kenani. And for the Gemara, For mitzvahs, it's different. You're allowed to free him for the mitzvah of minyan. Very interesting because mitzvah of minyan is and Afalpikin, uh, you could free him. Says the Gemara, but one second, mitzvah baba averahi. It's a mitzvah through the means of an avera, freeing a slave. And for the Gemara, mitzvah derabim shani. The mitzvah of the public is considered different, meaning since it's for the need of the public to have a minion, this is not necessarily considered a mitzvah baba avera. Beautiful. The person should get up early to be one of the first ten in the shul. Because even if a hundred people come after, he gets all of their schar. Ask the Gemara, I think it means he gets all of their schar. Meaning, they don't get schar. It means he gets schar parallel to the rest of what they get as well. Okay, now further examples of joining an irregular person. Amar Huna. This is a very strange hava amina. But if you have nine people in shul and the aron kodesh, that's a, a, you, it's enough. You have a minion. So Amar Leir of Nachman, the aron gavrahu is the aron a person? Is l'chayra? What's what's what kind of a svara is this to say that the aron can join as a uh, tenth man? So Ella the Gemara says Amar Afuna. What it, what it means to say really is. Tesha nirin kasara mitzdarfin. Nine that appear to be like ten could join together. Now the simple pshat means since nine people looks like ten, it's sufficient. But the way the Mefarshim explain actually, the Gra has a Rashi Tevis here. Aaron is a Rashi Tevis of Echad Raya Ve'enai Nira, the one who sees and is not seen, which refers to Akadish Baruchu. So you can join Hashem with nine people to make a minion. I wonder if we can use this kula today. So Amrila. We probably could we help us out a little. Now, it's debated, how does it look like 10? If they, mikanfi means they gather together, or if they spread out. It means, what is a better way that it looks like 10 when you're using nine people? Now, on a similar note, Am Rabbi Ami, Shnayim Rabbi Ami says, two people and Shabbos can join for a zimun. So, Amr of Nachman, Shabbos Gavru, is Shabbos a person? So, Ela Amr Ami, a similar idea, which Shabbos is, is actually an acronym as well. I'll tell you in a second. Two Talmud Chachamim that sharpen each other in halacha can join together. Machvir of Chizda kegayin anav Rav Sheishes. Rav Chizda said like me and Rav Sheishes. And Machvir of Sheishes kegayin anav Rav Chizda. And Rav Sheishes pointed like me and Rav Chizda. So now Shabbos is also Rashi Tevis. What is it? Shnei bnei Taira. So Shnei bnei Taira that are learning Taira together. That's that's like a zimun of three people. So the Mefarshim speak out of your house. You have a zimun. What's the third person? The halacha itself that they're learning acts as the third person. So they'd be allowed to make a zimun of of three individuals. Now we're going to stop here, three lines in the bottom of Zion base. We haven't finished the sugya yet. These sound like wonderful kulas that we would utilize. The Gemara Lamais is going to come out that these are not necessarily kulas we could rely on. But uh, we'll pick up with this sugya tomorrow, God willing. Everyone have a wonderful day.